Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Part two of our two-part bonus episodes continue. A 12-person orgy starts at the fetish ball and finishes in the sex apartment. The group of us share our thoughts after our first round of sexy fun. Then G and I recap the rest of the bedroom play, including even more sounds of all the orgasmic moments. And we're back at the sex apartment. Wow, it's been a night and I don't think it's done yet, but we felt we should stop for a couple minutes here. Three minute break. Um, Yes. I'll give you five. Let's <laughs> let's start with the fetish ball because that's where we left off last week. We all went to the fetish ball, not really sure what to expect, and we were all kind of iffy about it. But boy, did that fucking Blow, it did not disappoint. It, that's for sure. Yeah, it's look. I'm only a little upset because nobody strapped me to a table and spun me in circles. God, that was so fucking cool. <laughs> Just walking, did you know, oh, and Echo's looking at me like, what the hell are you what? talking about? Oh, right, yeah. You didn't see the spinning table? Right by the stairs, there was a table that was on a just two sides. They were just spinning it over and over Sing and over us. again. I just assumed that was when we were making out. Like, and, like I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, uh, Echo and I made out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. missed a lot. <laughs> There was a lot of making out. There was, was a lot say, of touching. I, think I made out with all of you a lot. <laughs> Echo, did it meet your expectations? No, it exceeded them. I was living in my book. My jaw hurts for lots of good reasons, but also like my jaw like was dropped the entire time. I had a couple of you like stop me and you're like, you're so you're so in the zone. You so you you were thoroughly into it. And the first scene ended, you were like, oh, my God. And then they wanted the second scene. And you're like, okay, we need to go fuck. And I said, give them 15 minutes. You don't want to miss the third act. Was I right? It, yep. Okay. Yep. It, it was worth it. It was. It was amazing. Nick. Yes, sir. What did you think of this whole thing? I went into tonight not expecting, you know, anything because I didn't really know. I knew that it was going to be kind of like a fashion show, like maybe a little BDSM stuff. Obviously, I just love hanging out with you guys. But then, like... Aww. Getting to hear how Echo felt about like her books and stuff, I was really in tune to like how she was feeling and like enjoying that. So like that kind of put it at like another level. That was amazing for me to see that and get to enjoy her enjoying it. We have some new friends here. I've been really excited to get with them so that it was weird, but fun. It was kind of like, oh, we're going to hook up with these friends. We You're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> Now, we haven't had you guys fully on the podcast yet, but what was your take on the whole stage situation there? It was a lot of fun. Lots of good people watching. Lots of good outfits. It was a lot of fun. Falcon, every time I looked at you, your mouth was open and you were just in (laughs) awe of what was happening on the stage. I was absolutely in the zone. It was everything I thought it would be and more. 
somewhere to see the subliminal messages that they threw out there and the scenes that you knew were representing something, Mm -hmm. but then they mixed in the lifestyle to it. It was just absolutely incredible. I love when the lady came out with a pineapple and was holding the pineapple up and then she flipped it upside down and the crowd just, "Ah!" yeah, everybody went crazy. (laughs) Elizabeth. What turned you on the most through the entire show? Honestly, dancing with the uh, gentlemen in the group. I think each one of them grabbed my ass at least once, and I thoroughly appreciate that. Did they tell you you were pretty? You know, I I say I'm a simple girl. Grab my ass, tell me I'm pretty, and we're good. That you are. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The show was amazing. The people watching was amazing. I got ideas for next year. I'm already planning next year um, what I'm going to wear. I got. I'm going to up my game. I think my pasties returned out pretty nice though i was a huge fan of those pasties and i also love the fact that we were in there about five to ten minutes and i looked at you and i was like i'm surprised your shirt's still on and immediately it came off (laughs) i mean it, it was a sheer shirt so it didn't matter that much but it was still fun to catch that all right mike you were very excited going into this hell yeah and seeing everything what entertained you the most out of all of this there are so many things it's, here. It's unreal. I'm not quite sure where to start. The eight-foot green penis <laughs> definitely <laughs> caught my attention. That was one. I didn't knock it out of the park because I used the word hot instead of pretty. But uh, <laughs> I got to make out with Elizabeth, and that was hot as hell. I grabbed her ass maybe ten times. Next time I'll use the word pretty. And I didn't get on the table, though. That was one thing that I missed. Uh, I, I, I didn't see where the line started for all of those things, but I had to imagine there was a hell of a line. I would have cut. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Nessa, how did you like being on display through that entire thing? I was enjoying every compliment that I got. Everybody that made it apparent that they noticed my rope tying outfit was very vocal in complimenting me. So it was it was definitely a nice ego boost. <laughs> what amazed me most about this was everyone on stage was a different age, a different race, a different size, a different gender, a different identity, you name it. It was everything you could think of up on that stage. It didn't matter what size they were, what they looked like, how old they were. The crowd cheered every single bit of it on. The openness of everybody on that stage, just to get out there and do that was astonishing. Yeah, we had a couple of people in our group who actually said that they were looking forward to possibly being models next year. That would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Were you one of them? <laughs> yep. I can't. I, there was s- several. So Echo, like I mentioned, right in the middle of the show, you're like, all right, we have to go fuck. Let's leave. And I got you to wait. Yep. But we got back here and then you and I started untying Nessa. I was being a good friend. And that you were. Tommy, we we did it and we didn't cut anything and we managed to get all the ropes out. And we, so we did well. Then things started. There was... No awkward transition. There was no delay. Echo Falcon, Nick Elizabeth, you guys, right to it. Are we going to the room? Yes, let's go. I'm going to straighten the record on this because Elizabeth came up to me and said, we're going to close this deal, right? And I said, (laughs) yes. And all of a sudden she was naked. And I was like, we are closing this deal. (laughs) I've been taking notes. And I will set the record straight. I'm pretty sure Nick and Echo had some action on the dance floor that was maybe unsanctioned. I'm pretty we sure may, we may have closed the deal before we left, <laughs> before we left the venue. Sure there was there some was some deal closing hands under the pants going on. I don't she know, but just I can't not touch me. I, yeah, I, I saw Echo's face was a little 
little flush. I'm not very good at lip reading, but I'm pretty sure I, I read, oh my God. <laughs> Maybe. She said the letter O a couple times. Yes. So I, I know, felt I very know. inappropriate. And also I was like, you're not fucking stopping me. Yeah. So the third act was amazing. <laughs> the third act. <laughs> she does not regret it. During the third act, I will say that we all kind of, while there was a show going on and the fact that they were in Disney princess outfits and I, I was really, I was torn which way to look and what to touch and where it's like, I want to watch this, but there's other things here. And then Becca's not here to talk about this, unfortunately, but you are Nessa watching Becca take control of you. Well, it was actually very funny because Becca was a little bit blown away with my ability to turn her on. She was like, whoa, where did this come from? I thought you were this like cutesy, submissive girl. And I was, you know, pulling her hair and. Oh, it's dull as fuck. I (laughs) But she raved about me being a great kisser, but I also think she is a fantastic kisser. I think it takes two. She was fantastic. And when she left tonight, we said, when will we be able to get together again? Put that on those books, please. Yeah. Speaking of fantastic kissers, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) At one point during Act 3, Falcon was behind you, and I was watching the show with you right behind me, and I kind of turned and started kissing you, and occasionally you would bump into me and I knew full well what Falcon was doing behind you and that is always fun. But what were you thinking there? Pretty much how much fun it would be if we didn't all have clothes on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely thought about that. And we were in public. But I mean did did it I mean that's I've after watching Becca with Rose and what they were doing on the dance floor and people just kind of walking by like we know it's bad to stare but they were staring and they i mean it was nobody was stopping anyone though while there were hey you shouldn't do it nobody forced that so just the sexual energy in the room was out of control the whole show was just phenomenal i am very happy we went what amazed me is that it actually sold out and they had 1200 people there double the amount of people they had there last year. So then we get back here and we get Nessa out of her ropes. Elizabeth gets out of her pasties and quickly gets out of her shorts and panties. And actually you weren't wearing panties. So notice that that's when the four of you said, Hey, let's go back to the bedroom. Falcon walk me through that. (laughs) (laughs) The energy was incredible. First off, you got to think about if anybody was at that show and kept an eye on us. They had absolutely no idea who was with who because mm-hmm. we were all just mixing around yep. each other. At one point, Echo walked by me and she's like, you smell like you're one giant pheromone. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. She's like, yep. So once we got back here, it was just, it was a matter of somebody pulling the trigger. And as I said, Elizabeth pulled the trigger and I was like, yeah, I'm in. We're, we're good. Nick and Echo followed us right upstairs and we got started. And here we are a couple hours later and <laughs> now everybody's been with us. Yes. So we scratched an itch. There's no doubt about that. Just We've <laughs> talked about Echo sounds before. And Echo was echoing through the apartment. That got a lot of us to get up off the couch and go, hey, let's go take a look. That's when I turned to Melissa and said, let's go in there. Because we were kind of standing here making out a little. And I was like, let's go watch and see what's going on there. So we got up and went in there, quickly undressed, which was fun. We were making out as Elizabeth and Echo were just making amazing noises at the pleasure of two opposite partners' tongues. Oh, oh. 
Nick, talk to me. No pressure on me, but the last time Echo and I met, there was some biological indisposedness. Mm-hmm. And I had made a promise. I said, the <laughs> next time I see you, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. So that's what was going on and at the sex apartment. That um, definitely happened. I, I had a goal, and I hope that I met that goal. And uh, it's such a blast doing it. Now, yeah. I didn't get to watch much of it because I started hearing little moans coming from the living room. And I turned to Melissa and said, hang on, we have to go watch Nessa. <laughs> So we came out and stood up at the top of the stairs where we could see you guys on the couch, but yet still hear everyone else in the room. So it was a nice little in-between. And then finally she said we should go over there and sit on the couch too. We hung out on the couch for a little bit. And then Nessa got up and said, okay, we're going to the bedroom. I had to pee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we actually lost Nessa for a couple yeah. of minutes. We're all like, where did she go? Oh, she had to go pee. There, then, yeah, there was a couple of times Elizabeth is like, where's Nessa? Where's Nessa? I'm like, she's peeing. She's okay. She's not just lost. She'll be back. And when I came out of the bathroom, I was like, what, what, where did everyone go? Yes. I no asked you, are we going room. to the bedroom? You said yes. So we did. It was very cute, though, because she looked, she peeked around the door and she's like, oh, there's everyone. <laughs> and there was like was eight of us naked. And they were like, yep. Here we are. <laughs> You're not in the room for more than three minutes before Elizabeth says, I brought my new favorite toy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is? A double dildo. And I've experienced a double dildo with one magic wand. I brought my own because I know Nessa has one that she's happy to share with. So we had a double dildo in two wands, which is better than one. It was way better than one. Yeah, for sure. Yes, for sure. That might be the best part of my day so far. So far, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm up for round two, but I was. And Nick did the the middle shake for us, so that was fantastic. I I was going to get to him in a minute. I wanted to let Falcon give us what he was watching. (laughs) I my mind was blown. I I just. First off, I was like, do you need a license to do all that? Because there is a lot going on there. But to see that happen and to see both of you was just, it was beautiful. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Nick, tell me what your job was. He's the guy with the license. <laughs> I, I am licensed and bonded to practice in five states. Um, uh, my job I'm not 100% sure what my job was. Uh, you um, did your job, I'll tell you that much. I felt like I felt like I was conducting an orchestra at one point. I had a wand in each hand, and I started there. And then Nessa took control of hers, which I was glad, because you don't ever, as a man, you don't know, am I hitting the spot? Am I not? Whatever. So she got, she took her wand. I'm like, sweet. So then Elizabeth took her wand, control of that. And then my job was basically just to control the double-sided dildo. And I'm pretty sure I have carpo tunnel. <laughs> and I wouldn't trade it for a thing. Like it was, as Falcon said, it was actually, it was a beautiful thing to see. Like it was just pretty amazing to watch these two beautiful women do what they were doing. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they both kind of came at the same time. That was pretty amazing to see.
So I was just really happy to be a part of that. But as Elizabeth would say, I was just a happy puppy to be there. Just happy to be there. It was fantastic to watch. Melissa, you and I were making out on the couch and you were very torn. You wanted to give me a blowjob, but you really wanted to watch. And you you were like, and I was like, it's okay. You can just stroke it. It's fine. And (laughs) And that you did. And we watched intently. My favorite part of watching that was right on the other side of them. Mike was now fucking the shit out of Echo in a position that I've only seen in movies. And... (laughs) good at that and i actually commented to melissa that wow look look at that and she's like yeah he does that (laughs) oh yeah echo so i have been telling falcon i'm like listen i have years of cheer experience that flexibility doesn't go away you need to use me like i have this flexibility you need to use me so I'm so excited that someone has finally like made me a pretzel and pretzel is a damn fine I was going to go with origami, but pretzel works. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, tell us about your pretzel. (laughs) First of all, after about 20 years of marriage, one of the first things we learned that uh, Melissa doesn't like cheerleaders. (laughs) 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 I've happened to always love them. (laughs) There's a soft spot there. Um, I'm an overachiever. That went on for a while. Then you finished it and I said, hang on, you need to save some energy for Nessa because I know she's ready for more. And without skipping a beat, you say, don't worry, I need five minutes. And Melissa says. Oh, I said he's exhausting. Yes. (laughs) I feel like every wife has said that about their husband. Very true. One way or another. (laughs) Oh, I love him to death. That's for sure. (laughs) Take it out, you will. <laughs> so let's wrap this up with some final thoughts I'll before. I'll take it I can get it. There we go. <laughs> you get it. You get it a lot. Final thoughts. I loved being able to live a fantasy. I absolutely love every time we get to go through those with you. Only 364 days and 20 hours until we do this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> and we will. And <laughs> I am looking forward to it with everybody going, oh, we, people were very hesitant going into this. And it was like, eh, do we do it? I don't know. I mean, we weren't going to, but okay. And I think everybody was just really, really happy we did. It's really cute that you say hesitant because I'm looking around the room and I know most all of you for quite some time. We don't hesitate on anything. And, and we're like, fuck, do it twice. Let's try it right now. But the thing was that none of us were like, all right, we got to go to this. We, we got to make sure we're there in the front row. We're like, all right, we're there. We, we go, we'll go. We'll go check it out. And every single one of us absolutely loved it. After Echo asked, hey, should, should we leave? I turned to Nessa. I'm like, well, what do you think? Do we want to go? She's like, no, I, I have to see the rest of this. So, final thought? I'd do it again. All right. 
Mike? Two things. One, I think I made a few more friends tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> For all of you that we didn't know before, very happy to meet all of you now. And two, next year I'm wearing some tight-ass leather black pants. <laughs> I'm definitely going to work on my outfit because I felt I felt slightly awkward. I got a few looks like, really? That's what you ordered, yeah? Okay. But I'll deal. Elizabeth? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally my final thought. <laughs> Nick? Much like you, I want to work on my outfit yeah. next year. This was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I wanted to leave at the end of the second act, but I'm the anticipation of waiting through the third act was well, well worth it. Absolutely. And, I, uh, I'd wait again if I had to. I, I am so happy that we did wait because I, I was right on the fence like, you know what, if she if Nessa said, yeah, let's go, I'd be like, all right, go. But the energy that we built during that third act, there was some shit we all wanted to see on stage, but that didn't stop us from peeking at the stage occasionally, but really getting into it as a group, which I thought was just hot as hell. Nessa? I think this is the sexiest date we could have ever had. <laughs> like, honestly, we, such a buildup from the point where I started getting tied all the way to coming back here and then being untied to, to then having fun. And it was sexy from start to finish. It was really great. And you weren't over the top excited going into this. I wasn't. I I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, I didn't really know what to expect. I did get a chance to talk to Tommy at dinner and he kind of gave me the, this is what's going to happen. You're going to see these shows and the shows are going to have these kind of scenes. I felt better about it going into it, but ultimately you have to experience to actually know what you're going to experience. It was just really like kind of an eye-opening, very freeing, very fun experience. I, I really enjoyed it. I couldn't agree more. It was fantastic, but I've heard a couple comments of round two, so... <laughs> Let's wrap this up. All right. <laughs> so with that, Nessa uh, and I'll be back to give you what happened later. All right. <laughs> Bye. So not only are we going to have to unzip this episode, but we also have to fill in everybody on what happened after we're done recording. Yeah, we have a lot of sexy stories to share. But before we get into that, let's start <laughs> with really quick. I know we say it every week, but we only have about eight more weeks left of voting. So please get out there and vote for us for the ASN Awards for Best Entertainment Podcast and Best Content Creator. Yes, please, please. do that. There are links in the show notes, links on links on our Twitter, links on our Instagram. If you haven't been on our Twitter and Instagram lately, there are images of Nessa in the ropes. Soon to be images of me without the ropes. Yes. <laughs> after Excellent. the ropes, I should after say. After the ropes. Oh, right. wait, wait. Immediately after, oh, if you're into those kinds of things. Wait till you see these marks. Oh my God. <laughs> fucking so fucking sexy. Anyway, let's move on to the fetish ball. Yes. So we kind of disclosed a little bit about what the fetish ball was and what we were anticipating in the first of this two-part episode. Yes. And we admitted that, boy, was it different than what we thought, but we really didn't get into why. Right. I know that you had gone many years ago, so the stories you had told me before we went had me very apprehensive about going this time around. I'm not going to lie. The stories that I told you had me apprehensive about going and kept me from going each of the last 15 plus years. Give us a little insight to what you saw 20 years ago. So the last time when we were talking with our guests, I kind of 
mention just a little bit of what I had seen. Vividly burned into my mind are multiple people hanging from hooks, sticking through their back and blood just pouring down their back and them flying back and forth through the air. And I didn't need to see it again. And I I get that some people are into it. Some people dig that. That's fantastic. I don't deal with needles, blood, anything very well. So for me personally, I wasn't like, ooh, I got to go check that out again. And you had told me this. Mm -hmm. So I have this image in my mind. It's just extreme. Holy shit. What are we about to fucking see? Not to mention growing up, I had friends who had gone back in the day around probably the same time you were going that shared very similar stories. They're pushing boundaries to the extreme, you know? You know, this wasn't just some minor flogging and you're on your way kind of thing. So what I had envisioned in my head for what we were going to see was definitely more on the extreme end of BDSM type of things. So a lot of what eased my mind going into it was just having that discussion at dinner with Tommy. I was on the complete opposite end of the table as you. So it was you weird when we got to the restaurant, when 15 people leave the sex apartment and walk down the stairs. You're leading the way to the restaurant and I'm at the end locking the door. With 15 people, it's a little tough for us to get back together by the time we get to the restaurant. Yeah. We walked in, our table was ready. They sat us right down. Tommy went and sat down next to his wife who was already sitting there. And you went and sat down next to Tommy and then people just people started filling in. in. Yeah. And that was fine. And actually, Kurt and Court were the ones who sat next to me and they had actually stopped and said, oh, should we leave a space for G? And I was like, no, no, it's not It's not a problem. But I also had kind of in correctly assumed that people would kind of be somewhat mixed up mm-hmm. uh, at the table. And unfortunately, it didn't really happen that way. It was just me and you that got mixed up that I, I was at one end and you were do, at the other. Yeah. I very much in the future want to do where we're all kind of separated about, because yeah. I know this restaurant always does things by number. And when they do the checks, it's just, okay. See, it's easier. One, yeah. And right. it's a piece of cake. So I think in the future, we can suggest that at the apartment and then head down and just mix. Yeah. I know some people share their meals, but for the most part, they don't. So Me being on one end of the table and you being on the other, there was totally different conversations being had. My conversation with Tommy throughout dinner was mostly revolving around what I was going to see at the fetish ball. And now he has been almost every year for many, many years. And he knows the more up-to-date fetish ball versus the 20 years ago fetish ball. So your end of the table was much more at ease than my end of the table (laughs) as I was sitting there with Dominic and Ariel, Echo Falcon, Mike and Melissa and telling them, oh, here's my experience. (laughs) So they're all like, oh, what are we getting ourselves into? What the fuck's going on? So that part could be kind of on me. So your end of the table is getting put at ease while my end of the table is going, what the fuck's going on? Why are we going to this? Yes. So Tommy gave me kind of just a really brief rundown of what the setup was like within the theater and where the best visual points would be if I wanted to see the show from the best point of view. He talked about where you would see the different stands and what I might see and what he was pretty much anticipating being there. Everything revolved around the actual show on stage. Yes. The small stations that were set up around the stage were just trying things. So there was that board that would spin. It reminds me of an inversion table, but this would completely spin around and that was there the was intrigue, There was a guy I standing think, there that would just, just spin you and he it. would stop you and then spin you again. And just it was just that occasional, like, I'm moving my arm like you guys are watching, but <laughs> it's... It'd give you another push around, yeah. yeah. A couple of St. Andrew's crosses. There was a station for flogging. They had a spanking bench, which I actually never saw used. Every time I walked past it, not a single person was 
was on it. Well, from your past experiences, they're not that comfortable. I guess your past experiences. This one are looked more... really comfortable compared so to the is ones I've. That been one on. we can get for our sex room, maybe. Because <laughs> I really love watching you get fucked on those things. But I should have tried it out. I you should have. Damn that. it. Oh, darn. Oh, Next well. time. There was a bunch of different BDSM type furniture, basically. People were free to come up and try them out. Yeah. And I felt there was a line for just about everything at, at points throughout the night. What kind of shocked me was that nothing shocked me. <laughs> I will say, Does that make based, sense? <laughs> absolutely. Based on what we have at the club for Love and Bondage Nights, we didn't see anything new. No, nothing new and nothing, just nothing over the top. Right. I, I just, I don't know. I had obviously the story that you've been telling me uh, all these yeah, years I, ingrained in my head. I like I'm you. going to see some shit tonight yeah, and then you. nothing. But I mean, even the people that were selling things out front. Yeah. There was nothing. Oh, my God. Look at that. The craziest things were the floggers. That's the same group that's at the club. That does the club. Selling them there. So they're really nice, though. They are. Handmade. They are. We know a few people that have bought them. That brings us to the main attraction, which is the shows, which are scenes. And there's three acts in which you get to see models wearing different types of BDSM type clothing or costumes. Each scene kind of revolved around a theme. A theme or, yeah, an idea. The way that the acts work was a group of people would come to the back of the stage. They would walk forward, perform their scene as the next group of people kind of filled in behind them. And then that first group would walk off and the next group would come on. And it just continued through about 10 to 15 of these scenes in each act that all correlated to the theme of the act. Right. So the first theme was back to school. So they had schoolgirls in one thing. They had a gym teacher kind of scene in another. Mm-hmm. But again, there was nothing like, holy shit, what are we watching? Right. I, I mean, I think, it could be partially because we are somewhat desensitized. Right. I think be, I think to the general public, there was some holy shit. I mean, there were cell phones up everywhere going, oh my God, look at this. And we're yeah. all like, eh, eh. Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> I know. Now we had a blast and everyone we were with had a blast. Do you think, had we gone there just by ourselves and not known anybody and just kind of went and watch the show, do you think it would have been as fun? It would have had a different meaning. The way that the night played out for me was a big part of why I enjoyed the fetish ball. If you take the fetish ball out all by itself and said, would you have enjoyed this if you just went to the fetish ball? Eh. It would have been entertaining. It, right. I would have gone. I would have said, oh, that was cool. But I don't think that I would have been so excited about it right. afterward. I agree. Speaking of your experience, what was it like walking around in just rope? I didn't really think about it, to be honest with you. I made that commitment before I walked out the door. So it wasn't something I was like feeling like I needed to cover up or needed to change. And honestly, as soon as I walked in the door, I felt more comfortable that I was in rope than I would have if I had worn jeans and, you know, a tight shirt or something. I felt very uncomfortable in my jeans and black t-shirt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I really don't feel I'm playing the part here. And there is nothing shocking me here. And I'm just sitting here in normal everyday clothes. And there are people in next to nothing, full leather, full latex, you name it. Everybody's representing, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And here I am like, oh, I don't have anything. I'm just here to watch. I regret not having a card to hand out for Tommy because I felt like anybody who came up to me and complimented me on my ropes asked me who did it. And I'm like, oh, Tommy, and he's here somewhere. And like, I didn't know how to like refer people to him. Let's move on to the third act. I'm pretty sure Echo and Nick did not see any of the third act. 
No, they they were. <laughs> they keep saying it was fantastic, but I'm pretty sure they don't know what they're talking. About. Yes, and Falcon's like, oh, we jumped all over the place. We nobody knew who was with who. Everybody thought those two were together, but then the <laughs> rest of else. us kind of moved around. <laughs> Which was very fun. I mean, to know that we are in a public space and here we are, people switching partners, making out with one another, feeling each other up, definitely not holding back the sexy. I mean, Rose pretty much just her orgasm puddle was all over that day. Yes, it was. <laughs> and Becca, she was super hot. And when we were making out, there were hands everywhere. This was not just a we're on the dance floor grinding on each mm-hmm. other kind of thing. This was hands everywhere very sexy that's what made it fun is we weren't holding back there were a lot of people there that i felt were watching the show were enjoying themselves but the sexy didn't jump that barrier for them where they could just be sexy in that moment with even the person they came with i think you hit the nail on the head the fact that we were in a public space not our private club and able to be ourselves in a room full of 1200 people we felt free enough to be us nobody gave us what are you doing looks and we could enjoy the sexy and we weren't part of the show we were enveloped in the show yeah and i just thought that whole thing was fantastic the energy that it brought back here as we left because that third act ended and we all looked at each other like ready to go (laughs) and what's funny about this is that i had mentioned it's one of the sexiest dates we've ever Mm -hmm. had because if you think about most of our pre-parties and then our evenings out it is a get together before heading off to the club then we go head off to the club and we all leave the club separately or you know maybe with another couple or something like that so we end up kind of separating at some point so we never like reconvene we never Mm -hmm. come back together or we don't come back to the apartment at least this was really fun to have built up the sexy through the night and then come back to a space like the sex apartment mm-hmm. we're now where we can like completely unleash it yes and not only just unleash it on each other and be sexy with each other but also in a relaxing kind of way mm-hmm. where we're in a safe space here women got here their shoes are off they're you know starting to take off pieces of clothing whatever's uncomfortable and continued to add to the sexy it was It just never stopped for me. It started that second I had to stand up in front of everybody naked and (laughs) it's all bets off. Yeah. I mean, it was incredibly sexy experience getting right back to here and then shit started. Yep. Let's dig into that shit that started. (laughs) You walk in, you sit down on the couch. Part of my gunslinger tie had started unraveling as we were walking out the door. And so as we got back to the apartment, I had walked enough that it was starting to come loose and come undone. Mm -hmm. So portion of it I had already pulled out by the time I was in the apartment because I knew that was the next step, right? Now I will say the vast majority of us here were picturing fucking you with, with those on. ropes on and still getting to use those. And I look at you at the couch and you're undoing it. I'm like, oh no. And you're like, I just need to get it off. And we're like, oh, all right. So we stand you up and we start untying you on pulling the black rope out and then little by little just unraveling and unraveling. Echo and Elizabeth are both sitting there tugging ropes in different directions. Pulling, yeah. Finally, just, Elizabeth it's is so like, long, they're just all right, here, you ropes. guys have this. So Echo and I are working on two different ropes, working just around and around, just spinning you and <laughs> pulling the ropes back and forth. She frequently said, oh, does that hurt? Because she's pulling these ropes and they're just mm-hmm. sliding across your skin. And you're like, no, not it's that soft fucking Home Depot rope was just. <laughs> I think I could feel 
the sexual tension off of Echo as she was pulling the ropes off me, like, get these off of you so we can yeah, go play. <laughs> I turned to Falcon and said, do we want to record real quick? And he goes, no. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no. Let's not slow this down. I'm like, after he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fair enough. What I loved about taking those ropes off of you as we were all still standing in the living room, mm-hmm. you had your arms above your head and you're just swaying back and forth and your tits just, fuck, mm. Sexy as fuck. That was just my little recollection of that moment. Rose sees you getting naked as we're pulling the ropes off and everyone else taking off bits and pieces. And she goes, oh, fucking great. Let me get this off too. And just pulls her top down and just, ah, now that's not that leather isn't confining me anymore. Yeah. So she's there topless on the couch and that was nice to watch as well. We finish untying you and you go to sit in the corner of the L-shaped couch. Mm-hmm. Rose was on one far end. Echo kind of sat down in between you guys. Falcon's on the other end. And that's when Elizabeth comes over to him and says... Something about closing the deal, which Falcon tells us, yeah. Before he can say a word, her shorts are coming off, her fishnets are off, and she's just on the couch naked, kind of laying on him. They start making out. Nick and Echo are also kind of rubbing on each other over here next to me. They were definitely closing the deal. Nick, <laughs> Nick had a goal in mind, and he was like, this is happening first. I'm not risking anything. I'm, I am satisfying this commitment, and then we'll go from there. So Elizabeth takes off Falcon's shirt. Before it hits the ground, she stands up and starts walking towards the bedroom. Nick goes, where are you going? She goes, I'm getting this thing started. Let's go. (laughs) And the four of them just off they go. And they were leaving as Mike came up and joined me on the couch in the corner. Mike has a way of talking and looking at me that is extremely flirty and a huge turn on. So he sat down. He starts talking. We were talking jobs, I think. And it wasn't anything really that sexy. But what made it sexy was just the way he was conversing with me but that very quickly led to hands and kissing now before you get into that hands and kissing i'm going to take over because while you guys were sitting there talking about jobs and whatever (laughs) melissa and i go back in the room okay with echo falcon nick and elizabeth in my mind everybody's like okay here we go we're doing the parade and i i honestly expected all 12 of us to end up in the room real quick Yeah. As I get in the room, the four of them are just kind of staring at the bed like, that's a lot of fucking pillows. (laughs) And I'm like, it's okay, we can move them. And I start throwing pillows everywhere. And and I thought it was funny that they'd never seen the pillows before. Because Because I usually am moving them before people. You and I are typically the first ones in there pulling the pillows off the bed. (laughs) It does have a lot of pillows. (laughs) Echo, Falcon, and Nick quickly catch up to Elizabeth's nakedness. The guys lay the girls down in the bed and you got to hear the sounds earlier of what they were doing. I start making out with Melissa and she lets me know, hey, just so you know, I'm biologically indisposed, so I'm happy to use my mouth, but that's about all I can do. I was more than happy to make out with her for as long as she wanted. And she actually stripped down to just her panties. We kissed and touched. She starts unbuttoning my pants and pulling them down. And I immediately go, wait a minute, Nessa's not here yet. And I had a moment of uh, what should I be doing here? Because you and I hadn't discussed doing things. I mean, we've talked about it a little like, eh, you mm-hmm. know what, same part we're here, it's fine. But I was like, eh, I'd really rather Nessa was in the room with me. So I yelled, Nessa! <laughs> Which I did not hear. <laughs> Between knowing that Melissa couldn't have sex and that you weren't in the room, there was no possible way I was getting hard at that moment. She very much wanted to go down on me. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't sure what to do in that moment. 
So I kept pulling her up to kiss me and kiss me and kiss me. And that's when the noises of the other four kind of really took over. And we both turned and were like, whoa. And we both just sat there watching, touching each other. And she was stroking me and I was playing with her nipples and kind of rubbing the outside of her panties. I was very much at a loss as far as how far I should go, what was okay, what state of undress was all right. And also surprised you didn't follow me in. Part of me thinking you were sitting back being a good hostess because not everybody got up. So I wasn't sure if you were thinking, oh, this would be awkward if we just leave some people out in the living room. And And that was part of it for me too, was staying out here as I was talking. Rose and Hunter were on the other end of the couch and they were making out and touching each other too. So had I had gotten up and found followed everybody in, we would have left them alone out here. Mm-hmm. And they are a newer couple that we were just introduced to mm-hmm. that night. And part of that was in the back of my mind as being a host, I wanted to not make them feel like they were just making out in an empty yes. room. I mean, every swinger, you know, wants to at least be in the group, right? Yep. So there was that. And I wasn't I wasn't ready to go to the room yet. I hadn't had the act three foreplay. <laughs> You know what I mean? I had an experience at the fetish ball that was very sexy, but I was not like revved up personally and ready to go. So having that little bit of flirting between me and Mike on the couch was starting it off for me and everybody else had already kind of had that foreplay. So they were just Mm -hmm. rearing to go. I still needed that. So I still needed to get that going for me, get warmed up. And also while I wasn't paying attention to what was going on behind me, I didn't realize you had gone to the Mm -hmm. bedroom. So I didn't know you were in there on the basis of, yes, we've kind of had this discussion between us in that if something starts to happen and we are in separate rooms, even though we have a same room rule, I felt it was okay to stay out here and to get myself kind of foreplay. And I want to make that very and, clear. Yeah. What you were doing out here, by no means would I go, oh my God, I can't believe you did that without me being there. So, and But for me in the room, I was very much... I don't want to do anything that I'm not 100% sure you were comfortable with. And that kind of took me out of the level of comfort that I would have loved to have been in at that moment. And it took me a long time to recover from that. Recover from? Being uncomfortable and not knowing when is okay for me to start becoming aroused and being part of the actions that are happening. What I'm hearing or what I'm understanding is that you are more concerned about being aroused in the moment without me being in the room. Like you were concerned if I walked in the room and you were aroused that that would have been an issue. I was concerned that if I took full part in what was going on, because I had no idea where it was going to go with Echo and Elizabeth and Melissa in the room, all very eager to be active participants. If I got to the point of full arousal, which direction I would be pulled and what you would be all right with. In my head, I was like, hold back, wait till she gets in here, take your time, don't rush anything, enjoy the show and let it be. I didn't want to cross a line that made you uncomfortable. Right. I mean, and as you're saying it, I'm thinking about like, okay, had I walked into the room and he was in full participation mode with one of the other girls and I'm, I'm like asking myself, would I have been okay with that? Would I not have been okay with that? And in this moment right now, I feel, and having known exactly how the night played out, I feel I would have been fine with it. And I honestly, thinking about it, 
I know you wouldn't have been bothered by me interacting with anybody in that room. We had just met Mike and Melissa that night, but I know, well, A, I wouldn't have been having sex with her. Most I would have been getting a blowjob. And you've seen me with Elizabeth and Echo enough that I know me doing anything with them wouldn't have been an issue. But there was still that angel on my shoulder, if you will, going, you can wait a few minutes, fucking relax, just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I like that I had that moment because that showed me I wasn't just thinking about myself mm-hmm. and I was thinking about us and how much you mean to me as a partner. Oh, sweetie. So I very much enjoyed that, actually. And the fact that I had that, no, I do this with Nessa. She'll be in here in a minute. You're in no big rush to do anything. Nobody's going anywhere. Let's enjoy this. Yeah. I really love that connection that we have. I think that right there is very specifically why we have that same room rule and boundary. And a lot of it has to do with not because we're checking on one another or not because we need to make sure the other one is quote unquote behaving themselves. It's more we get the most out of our experiences Mm -hmm. because we are both in the room. And that's not for everyone. Right. But it is for us. Mm -hmm. And that is just proof positive, right? That that's a rule we have to have because it's a rule that makes it work for us. I kind of love that you did go through this because, you know, it doesn't make me question having that rule in place. Mm -hmm. It makes me understand why we have it and it solidifies it for us. Yes, that's exactly why we have that rule and why we continue to follow it. It is. Although I am kind of open to hearing you from the other room, but... (laughs) We'll let that be. In a blindfold whisper kind of thing. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> After the girls on the bed <laughs> kind of have their moment, mm-hmm. they get up and switch places. And the noises in the room go from the two that you guys heard to just the guys quietly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Boone, Kurt, and Court had actually walked into the room and came to sit down on the couch to watch. Court, also biologically indisposed, as was Bex that night. Oh. It was very interesting how all three women did three different things and nobody gave them shit for it, faulted them or whatever. As court was like, eh, you know what? I haven't played with anybody here. I don't want my first time with everybody to be, hey, sorry, I can only use my mouth. Right. They sat and watched the show a little bit and said, okay, we're going to take off now. We don't want to hinder anything. Right. And they left. Bex was doing some other things, which we'll get into when we talk about what happened in the other room. And Melissa was like, hey, I'll get down to my panties and let's have some fun. Yep. And all three did something different and all three, it was perfectly acceptable. And nobody was like, what the fuck? No, it was all acceptable. The, the we one were, thing that none of them did was sit and pout. Right. <laughs> Just saying. As the blowjobs were going on, those of us in the room kind of started joking about how much quieter it got in the room. Yeah. Now you told me that you started, you could hear me moaning on the couch. I could. <laughs> And as things got quiet in the bedroom, I could hear things in the other room. And that's when I was like, let's go take a look. (laughs) As we left the room, that's when Kurt and Court said, okay, we're going to take off. So here we are standing in the hallway between the door, the bedroom, and the living room, where I can see in all directions. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying goodbye to them, listening to what's going on in the bedroom, and watching you guys on the couch. We kind of go back and forth a little. I want to finish talking about what happened in the bedroom before we jump into what happened on the couch. Shortly after the blowjobs, Falcon starts to fuck Elizabeth. Nick starts to fuck Echo as she's bent over standing up and Echo being Echo is loud as fuck. After a little while, Falcon and Elizabeth 
kind of take a break and watch because Nick is putting on one hell of a show with Echo. As they finish, Echo sounds amazing and has one hell of a quote. I figured you'd like hearing that again, Nick. Now, let's get into the living room. Let's pick up with what you got to see. Again, me just kind of start off talking very vanilla, very, you know, cliche things, right? Like, what do you do for work? And, oh, do you like that? And that kind of, you know, very simple chat. But it was that conversation that actually felt like he was paying attention to every word I was saying. His eye contact was spot on. He appeared to just be kind of very into me. It was that amount of flirting. And it doesn't seem like much, but it's definitely all in how you feel you're being received by that other person that can really make or break an interaction. So. And I love that for you, that you got to have that moment of, hey, we're talking, but... And for me, it's a connection. Mm-hmm. There are times where we have sex with people that I've briefly talked to. Mm-hmm. And sure, I made maybe some connection along the way, but I really just search for that interaction that makes me feel connected to this person one way or another. It doesn't have to be on any kind of crazy deep level. It doesn't have to be that I'm falling head over heels for anybody. It's just very basic of you're really into what I'm saying. You really care about what I'm saying. And maybe he wasn't, who knows, <laughs> you know, but he definitely had the eye contact like he was into it. And also in his defense too, I mean, he was very attentive all night long. Mm-hmm. So that led up to that as well. So it wasn't just in the conversation. I really feel for us, all of the conversations that we have building up to the bedroom mm-hmm. are really building friendships. Mm-hmm. And it's not just let's go fuck a stranger. It's let's get to know each other in the minimal time. I mean, again, a lot of the times we get to know each other for a half an hour before we go fuck. Right. But so. it's not a, hey, how are you? Do you want to fuck? It's right. We, we do build a connection of some sort yeah. before running back to the bedroom. Honestly, I think that makes things go a lot better. I mean, it hasn't really steered us wrong yet. No, so. not at all. <laughs> Very true. Uh, I can't find a reason not to do Good it. Good point. <laughs> As Mike's sitting down next to me, Rose and Hunter are already kind of making out on the couch, but Bex comes over and joins them kind of in the midst of things. So as Rose is making out with Hunter, Bex is playing with her nipples and her tits. Me and Mike start making out. And again, it was a relatively short conversation. It was, I don't want to make it sound like we sat there and talked and talked all night long. It was really just a very brief conversation. Based on the time frame from when the room was really loud to when I heard the moans, it could not have been that long. You are correct. <laughs> we definitely heard all of the moans coming from Echo while we were on the couch out here. Echo There's, earned her name. Yeah. That's for damn sure. There's 
No disguising her sounds at all. Definitely knew it was Echo. Mike starts to finger me. And I would call it more of a finger banging than a f- just a fingering. Okay. Now, what's the difference between a finger banging and a fingering, just to be clear? Finger banging would be more of the aggressive, like, more jabbing motion, okay. I would say, right. versus, like, a fingering, I feel, is more... Like that slow passion in and out yeah, versus yeah, yeah. the... Like, Here's how I'm going to fuck you later. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So he he was being very aggressive in the finger banging motion. I will say, based on the sounds I could hear. It was not bad. No. I was not not enjoy. <laughs> I was definitely enjoying it. I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't Fair enjoying enough. it. I'm just saying it. Was, this was the difference between when you say fingering or finger banging. So finger banging a girl can come at somewhat of a cost, in my opinion. For me, when I'm being finger banged, I feel that there is somewhat of an attachment to finger banging and what me and you call the party trick. Now... I disagree. Now, there is a rapid finger banging that you could do, but it's when you kind of hook your finger and that, up and start kind of trying to make somebody squirt. That's when it becomes the party trick, if you will. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's definitely a difference between the two, but one can quickly become the other, mm-hmm. right? Yep. When the finger banging becomes the party trick, I'm no longer enjoying myself. And I will say that I don't know if it's a mental block because I don't want to do the party trick. (laughs) When it's the party trick, it's no longer a pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you're making your body physically do, right? So I'm not squirting because I'm having such a fantastic orgasm that I've just released all this fluid. I'm squirting because you've just rammed your fingers into my bladder or my lower wherever area that now... Urethra? I don't even know what it would be. But you've just jammed your fingers in an area that holds fluid. And now my body is saying, we have to release this because there's too much pressure here. Mm -hmm. So it's no longer, this is for me personally. There may be some girls who absolutely love this. And that is absolutely, I'm not yucking their yum. I totally want them to enjoy this. And I'm not saying that guys should stop doing any of this. This is just me personally. So- This is one of those things that I don't necessarily want to be the production of the party trick. I don't want to do the party trick because it does nothing for me. And while, yes, it's fun to see the liquids and all of that. All the splashing everywhere. Yes. It's not my jam. And that's fair. It doesn't have to be everybody's jam. Right. You know me and Squirt, so I'm all for it. And I've done the party trick countless people. But I also know how it's not high on your list. So I kind of backed off from doing that. But sometimes I still catch myself doing it. I did it a night not too long ago, but anyway, moving on. So finger banging turns into, well, I have to at least reciprocate something here. So I unbuckle Mike's pants and I get his pants down. He was kind of standing over you as you were kind of spread across the corner of the couch. Mm-hmm. He continues to finger me while I give him a blowjob. While I'm giving Mike a blowjob, I happen to notice that Rose is getting quite a bit of attention. So we have Bex, we have Hunter, and now we have Boone as well, all playing with 
Rose. Bex actually starts to spank Rose's thigh and Hunter starts playing with Rose's pussy. This is when Melissa and I are done standing in the hallway and we need to come over and take part of this on the couch. So we head over to the couch. I look over as we're sitting on the couch and your legs are up in the air and Mike is just, he is thoroughly finger banging you and you are sucking and stroking him. And I am like, I am so happy that I did not miss this. (laughs) And you are making sounds and thoroughly enjoying this. And I look over as I see Bex grab Boone by the back of the shirt and push his head down into Rose's pussy. Oh, wow. That's hot. And I'm like, oh, God, I want to be part of that. That's that's just... (laughs) Melissa, still wearing her panties, climbs on top of me and starts grinding back and forth on my cock. And Mm. that is one of my favorite fucking things. And I was like, yes, do that, please. (laughs) I absolutely love that move. I love being clothed and grinding on especially feeling the cock get hard as you're grinding. Oh my God. It, it reminds me of high school, but seriously, so oh, best fucking foreplay. It really, it like, I just love that. I will never turn that moment down and will welcome it every fucking time. And it happens a couple other times later tonight, which I can't wait to talk about too. But as Rose is on the couch, having Boone eat her out and the two others playing with her, you are there with your legs spread, sucking and getting fingered. And in the other room, we can hear Echo and Elizabeth uh, and Elizabeth getting fucked. Just all the sounds were fantastic. apartment was just full of sex sounds yes yes it was one of these days i want all that shit to be going on and i want to go out in the hallway and just hear what this actually sounds like out there just because i'm really curious what our neighbors hear clearly the sounds from the living room are loud enough to draw the attention of falcon elizabeth and they come out here and kind of stand in the kitchen and watch what's going on and rehydrate yes very important at this point mike ends up going down on me and Bex starts talking to Rose and saying some fucking unbelievably sexy shit that, you know what? You guys just have to hear it for yourself. Hang on. <laughs> oh, I don't see a brat at all today. I see a good girl that looks like a... Yeah. 
Yes, that was so hot. And honestly, until you told me you had this audio, I didn't hear it for myself because I was busy in my own world. You weren't quiet either. (laughs) But after hearing that, holy fucking shit. She's going to be a fun one. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I'm looking at the clock, noticing how long this is going. This is a bonus episode. Hey, it's really long, guys. Trust me. There's some sounds coming up you don't want to fucking miss. We're going to keep this going. Melissa still grinding on me and I'm sucking on her nipples and she keeps going, they're fr- they're newly pierced. Be careful. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. So that was, that was kind of a theme throughout the night where those of us that started to play with her nipples knew, Hey, be careful. And then we would joke amongst ourselves. Oh, hey, careful with those. <laughs> that's right. I didn't know. You know what? Now I remember at the end of the night, she was talking about how she can just blow on them and it's like, whoa, high intensity. Now, by this point, you and I are in the same room. I'm watching all this happen in this room, listening to everything happen in the other room. I'm ready to go now. Now I'm hard. And Melissa starts giving me a blowjob. And I mentioned she's a great kisser. Also phenomenal. Let's suck at my cock. Mouth skills, check. Check. Mike jumps up and says, I need to get a condom. You stand up and I go, are we going to the bedroom? And you might have had your head in la la land after no, all of that. I said, I have to pee. And I don't think you heard me, but I did. I said, I have to pee. At least I said it loud enough where Mike knew I was going to the bathroom really good. I said, well, okay, you might have said you that go to get him. your condom. I have to pee. As you got up and were walking away, I said, are we going to the bedroom? I don't know what you heard me say, but your response was yes. <laughs> So we got up just as Bex was taking Boone's place to eat Rose's pussy. Oh, very nice. I didn't see that. I was in a hurry. I'm watching that. Melissa's blowing me. And Elizabeth goes, don't you think we should all head to the bedroom? And Melissa and I get up and head into the bedroom. As we're in there waiting for you to come out of the bathroom, Bex and Boone and Hunter and Rose are like, hey, we got to go. We It was actually getting pretty late by this point. I think it was already two o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, we got to get out of here. It's like, we get it. (laughs) So that's when they kind of took off. We get in the bedroom and the seven of us are just kind of standing around waiting. Where's Nessa? Where's Nessa? Where's Nessa? Nick standing next to Melissa, having been occupied with Echo to this point, turns to Melissa, starts making out with her and sucking her nipples. And once again, hey, careful, those are new. (laughs) Elizabeth, back to work with Falcon, starts giving him a blowjob. Echo and Mike start making out. Mike pushes Echo on the bed just as you walk in the room and come over to me and start making out with me. And thank you very much. Start grinding on my cock because clearly you like it as much as I do. (laughs) Falcon starts fucking Elizabeth. Melissa starts blowing Nick and you start blowing me. My head is just bouncing around the room. What's doing? Who's doing? And I'm just, I am just taking everything in because like I said earlier, I was waiting. I was ready for the bedroom, but I was like, eh, hang on. I want Nessa to be in here. Now you're in here. Now I'm like, all right, let's take this all in. Mike is kissing and touching Echo. He is finger banging her and then does the party trick with her and she squirts everywhere. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's hitting you in the back of the head. It's hitting me. I'm, I mean, it was everywhere. And you're right, everywhere. That sound is what pushed Falcon over the edge. He pulls out and comes all over Elizabeth, all over his leg. Just He just came a lot and everywhere. <laughs> you. Climb on you. And start riding me. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Very rarely do you and I get to have sex during play sessions. Yeah, actually, we usually don't. You're usually very occupied. <laughs> I mean, like, I will I will pay attention to you and usually give you a blowjob or come 
next to you and kiss you or even rub on and like give you a bit of a hand job here or there. But probably a good 90% of the time, we are not actually having any kind of uh, penetrative sex with each other. Elizabeth comes over and starts kissing on me. It didn't take her, but what, 30 seconds? (laughs) It is always fun watching you ride me or anyone for that matter, while making out with somebody else. Anytime I get to see you engage with multiple things is a big turn on for me. But go ahead. Uh, So Elizabeth says that she brought her double dildo and her wand, which was like, honestly, how could I say no to that? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you how you couldn't, because had you said, "Uh, I don't shut the fuck up, go. (laughs) I said, what? A dildo? With you and a wand, we each get one. Or oh, like I don't even have to share the you, wand. You were very, very excited about this. Not as excited as she was, but very, very excited. I was very excited about it, but I honestly was most excited about just getting the wand to myself and then <laughs> and not having to share back and forth with. <laughs> now, see, I'm in selfish my mind, in that way. Okay, I picture the two of you. <laughs> Without a hand working the dildo back and forth, just pressed full scissors full. together with and the wand there. And that would be super I think that would hot. Be hot too. Very hot. Yes. I agree with that. But when you have two wands, fucking use them but, that right, way. And might let, as well. As long as, yeah. And give somebody else another job. Right. After Echo soaked us all with her party trick, she drops down and starts blowing Mike. The two of you get on the bed, get into scissor position, slide that. I fucking love watching the two of you try to figure out and just, you were laughing and having fun and just, <laughs> it was a fun challenge for the two of you to get this dildo in each of you and scissor into the right spot where you knew there was enough space between you that someone could work it back and forth and the wands could go there. So it, it was nice watching you guys position yourself. I'm so happy you said that because in the moment, it really didn't feel sexy trying to get your positioning right. I didn't say sexy, to be clear. It right, was no, not sexy. That's what I'm saying. But it was I'm, I'm happy you said fun because we were having fun trying to get positioned well wait where does my leg go and where does and how are we and not to mention we also didn't have the entire bed for our using there was was other things going on so there was not only our own positioning but also with sharing of the bed space and also we had to be within a certain distance from the outlets because both ones were plugged in so the good news is we have a lot of outlets in the uh, sex apartment bedroom so So it all worked out kudos to whoever lived and it got out. really <laughs> sexy really fast. But I'm just saying for those of you who have not been in a position where you have to get positioned in a weird or awkward way, you just have to laugh. The awkwardness could do. have killed the vibe. But again, we are such friends with them and everybody in the room was just so comfortable. It was funny. You guys enjoyed it. Melissa said, someone's going to have to control that. <laughs> I don't think a wall could have stopped Nick from getting up going, I got you. <laughs> He was experienced, though. He uh, he is. I'm pretty sure when Elizabeth said she wanted to do this, I said only if Nick does the middle. You, you did mention that he <laughs> has to be the one shaking the uh, the build yeah, up because of their story. So yep. so he gets up, grabs the back. wand, and Melissa starts giving me a blowjob. It wasn't very long before you grabbed the wand out of his hand because he was kind of sitting there with two wands and not working the dildo, and you're like, here, give me that, so he could have another free hand. And. Honestly, this is one of those things where I didn't even think about what that might have meant to him. I'm just so used to using the wand on myself. Like when we play, I use it on myself. I hold it and you do other things. Mm -hmm. And that's... I don't, that's just how I do it. So for me, the actually the only person who's ever used a wand on me that I could not control has been Tommy in the forced orgasm with the ropes. 
Otherwise, I control the wand. I'm going through my Rolodex right now, and you are 100% correct. And I hadn't thought about that, but... Hmm. And the wand is no, like... I mean, it's crazy vibration. So if you do have it in the wrong spot, it's no, that's not, it's now, not useful. It's funny. You're Mrs. I'm the one pro and I know where to put it because it's on not me. fuck you on me because it's not five to 10 seconds before you grab the other one from him and put it on Elizabeth. And there you are holding it on you and holding it on Elizabeth while Nick is now one and only sole focused job of working that dildo back and forth between the two of you. And based on these sounds that we heard Elizabeth making, you know where to put the fucking wand on her as well. Well, I do base it on the sounds I hear. As you guys start getting going in this, Mike flips Echo over and starts fucking her doggy style on the bed next to you guys. He does that for a little while before he then flips her onto her back and then folds her into the pretzel that we all got to hear a little while ago. As this is all going on, Falcon had come down to sit next to Melissa and I. She had stopped sucking my cock, as I mentioned earlier, and was watching the show. And she's sitting there between Falcon and I just stroking both of our cocks, which I'm always one to be a good skeeple. And this was the most fantastic part of doing the double dildo and the double wand fun with Elizabeth was we came at the same time. Yes. Completely unprovoked. Like I just came when I wanted to come and I'm pretty sure she came when she wanted to come. And it just so happened that it was literally at the same time. That was an experience I've never had that goes down in the books as holy shit. That was really awesome. As you guys wrap that up, Falcon gets up to get a closer look at what's going on with Echo. And Elizabeth comes and sits down next to me. And I get a nice Elizabeth and Melissa sandwich. Oh. As they are both stroking and taking turns sucking my cock. Mike continues fucking Echo until he comes. And Elizabeth keeps sucking and stroking and sucking and stroking and looking like right into my eyes there was no fucking holding back and i tell her hey just so you know you're gonna make me come and she pulls her mouth off and just starts stroking and i'm like i dare you just turn your head all i wanted her to do was turn her head because i really wanted to come in her ear too Stop, you didn't i did i did want to i, oh, I, I thought it would have been hilarious come, you come. that would be disgusting and i came a lot and <laughs> as she was it was everywhere and unfortunately it didn't get her here Unfortunately, I think that's more fortunate for her, but okay. yeah, maybe, but I still think it would have been a funny story if it, if we had gotten down because next thing we did was we all started getting dressed very minimally, if at all, because we then said, okay, should we take a break and record? I had mentioned to Mike, you're not done yet because I know Nessa wants around and he's like, not a problem. Give me five minutes. And we mentioned that during the recording that you guys heard earlier. Right. So we all get up and start recording that. So you guys all heard the podcast. It was one of the more relaxed. After sex <laughs> recordings. And, and it really felt like we were, because in fact, we all were just sitting here naked. Yes. Or at, at most boxers. Yep. Just having a, for at least what six of us had in mind was a pre-sex, <laughs> post-sex talk. Yeah. Because we knew that there was going to be a round two. So we weren't exhausted or tired or ready to stop. It was just, hey, let's take a break and have a little chat before starting a second round. Echo and Falcon, however, they had ran a race earlier that day. And they were, sorry guys, we we are out of gas. We got to go. They got dressed and took off. Literally when I said, all right, let's go for round two, we all just jumped up and went into the bedroom. Echo and Falcon got dressed. We all said goodbye to them. They took off and 
we were back off to the races. Yep. And Mike, true to his word, climbs on to the bed and starts making out with me. Picking right back up with where you guys were when you guys left the couch. Elizabeth comes over and starts blowing me again. Here we go I'm again. I'm like, oh, here we go again. And she has no problem bringing me right back to where I needed to be. And then Nick comes over and starts fingering her from behind. So he's fingering her while she's blowing me. You on the bed making out and him touching you everywhere. And Mike starts to fuck me at this point. Yes. And the sound you made as he first slides into you and you guys start to fuck. my cheeks red because I'm always so embarrassed after hearing my own sex sounds. <laughs> Just a little, but don't worry. You're going to hear a lot more of them. <laughs> Melissa comes back in the room from the bathroom, starts giving Nick a blowjob. Elizabeth climbs on top of me and starts grinding on me the same way that you and Melissa had earlier. So the fact Seems that I got like three of you to do that in one night. night was really good. <laughs> I, taking a cue from our season finale, episode 50, hop up and say, hang on, this couch makes more room. This and couch I, pulls out, look. <laughs> so I pull the couch out and turn it into a bed. Uh, Mike has me grab my wand. And I think he obviously got pointers from watching me with the double dildo. But he was like, hey, I want you to grab your wand. And this was a great idea because honestly, after coming with that double dildo, it was going to be a long night for him to try to get me to come mm-hmm. without the wand. Yep. I mean, freaking high five and all the points go to Mike for thinking, I saw that she liked that and we're going to continue that way. And boy, did you like that? Because as you were doing that, I lay back down on the couch, which is now that bed, and I tell Elizabeth to sit on my face and she starts grinding on my face just as Nick starts going down on Melissa. And my God, the amazing sounds that you women were making in that room. (laughs) Oh shit. Oh. Ah. 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 Oh, God, it feels so fucking Yeah. Oh. 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 O
Elizabeth comes on my face, gets off, and starts giving me a blowjob again. Then straddles me, and I rub my cock back and forth on her clit. Ooh, like that. And so did she. And then she starts riding me. As she's riding me. Well, I don't really know. I'm not paying any attention to you. Just so you know. As she's riding me, I hear you start to come again. Yes. And this was with the wand. This was with the wand. And wow. And Mike fucking me. Fucking you thoroughly, I must add. Yes. Oh, fuck. As I was clipping these sounds, this is a very methodical process for me editing this podcast. <laughs> and occasionally I get turned on. I literally almost came in my pants clipping the sounds of what was happening at this moment. I'm a little embarrassed with how much I swear when I'm about to come. <laughs> <laughs> like I do, it just comes out. Like that is just my work, like verbiage that I use. You demanding to be fucked. It's something you do with me as well. And it's like, okay, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it. There's, yes, right, yes, whatever it takes to keep this going, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm doing it. I'm fucking you. I'm fucking you. <laughs>
I just, I don't know why, but like every swear word I know comes out of my mouth within the 30 seconds leading up to coming. I don't know why. After you come and after he takes a break from demanding, you're demanding fuck. (laughs) He lays down and you start riding him. Yep. Doing chest compressions. Yes. I am looking over Elizabeth's shoulder, watching his cock slide in and out of you. And I am very much enjoying this. And I'm looking over at the bed as Nick gets up, walks over, unplugs the wand from the wall on one side of the room and brings it over to the other side of the room, plugs it in and starts using it on Melissa. But Mike does this move that we have not seen. No, no, we this have was not. This was another first for us where he literally, he, so I'm riding him. You're riding him I'm, in the squat position. In the Right, in the squat position. Like I'm on top and facing him. So, so not on your knees, bouncing up, grinding up and down. You are literally squatting over him like a catcher, bouncing up and down on his cock. Right. And then he lifts his ass off the bed. He was more thrusting from underneath, but like moving my hips to come like to, to use that momentum. He's got some fucking positions. He, I saw three or four new things that I had seen him before yeah. from him that night. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Melissa loves the wand. Apparently. And <laughs> she, she, comes. she comes hard while you're getting fucked. we've learned from Elizabeth <laughs> a nice thank you after somebody has given you a good fucking is in order yes I'm so, sorry I couldn't help but keep that part of the clip in there so <laughs> it was fun. I had to give it a little throw out there just to get some smiles in the room it was fun listening to you remember <laughs> oh I should be thanking him here <laughs> we learn from this podcast too <laughs> as you stand back up and we're all laughing about that I Kind of motion down to Elizabeth. Well, you tell me that Elizabeth would like to experience your experience technique. my technique. <laughs> and now that it's so public, yes. it's such public knowledge on the podcast, it seems that I'm getting I, I some... I love all the messages we're getting about the technique. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> yes, we're getting some requests. <laughs> so I go down on Elizabeth using my technique. And I remember her saying, oh, yes, the flat tongue. <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't help but kind of giggle to myself, like, okay, 
This is funny to me. And I remind Nick that, oh, look, Nessa's open for business. <laughs> right. And he quickly climbs behind you and slides his cock in you and starts fucking you from behind. Doggy style. As all that is happening, Melissa starts blowing Mike on the bed. And they start their own little reconnection process there. So Nick is pounding me pretty good doggy style. And this makes it nearly impossible for me to maintain good contact with Elizabeth's pussy. So I end up kind of pushing up against her. So I'm almost like laying on top of her. And just the motion of me being fucked by Nick and that traction between our two bodies totally turned Elizabeth on in a way I hadn't even I don't think I had seen yet. I mean, she had come earlier with the wand, but like this was even a whole nother like way of turning around. I wasn't really even touching her. Like I wasn't touching her pussy. I wasn't rubbing up against it, but just that motion of my body rubbing up against hers as he was fucking me from behind. I don't know if it was because it was hit if because it was her guy who was fucking me from behind that was making it such a turn on for her but whatever it was she was enjoying the shit out of it mm. oh my god where are you hitting her is she's hitting me feels good oh 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 yeah was incredibly fucking hot listening to everybody that night and i am so happy that we are able to share all of these sounds because i know how much all of our listeners really enjoy hearing this including the people that were part of it that hear it again and go oh my god that was such a fucking hot night yeah they get to relive it all over again with their ears yes and not with something in their ear just to be yeah, clear sorry yeah unfortunately <laughs> i didn't get there again <laughs> we all kind of just Whew, it's 3.45, we're exhausted. We just kind of all sit down and just have that naked chat. Which I love. It was just perfectly natural. The six of us remaining out of this 12-person fucking orgy that we just had, just relaxing and talking and just unwinding from a night of just incredibly sexy fun. Totally agree. I couldn't think of a way that this night could have gotten any better. It was great from start to finish. If you had asked me 10 years ago or had told me this type of story was even a 
possibility of being something that I would do in my future. Have a 12-person orgy that dwindled down to six people by the end of the night and y'all laid around naked chatting after having completely exhausting and amazing sex all night long after having attended a fetish ball. (laughs) That your friends had gone to and you were like, that's crazy. I'm never doing that. There would be no way in hell I would have ever said, yeah, absolutely. I see that happening in my future. No way. Well, number one, had you told me that I'd ever be back at a fetish ball, I would have gone, eh, probably not. And number two, that I would have found it anywhere near as incredibly erotic as it was and enjoyed it with a group of people as much as I did and have it lead to an incredible night of passionate, hot, kinky fucking sex between devil dildos, wands everywhere, orgasms like crazy from every single one of you. It was just an incredible evening that I find it to be hard to duplicate again. But damn it, we'll try. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. He, he, he. <laughs>